This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Bruce Marshall, executive editor of the Gold Sheet on a Tuesday. Bruce's weekly uh, spot where he kind of spreads the board, bets the board, if you will. A uh, little hockey, a little hoops. Well, as long as we have the hoops, we're running out of hoops uh, for a while. We're going to have a longer wait than usual, it appears, for the NBA Finals. And also some uh, Major League Baseball and some European soccer. I challenged Bruce's Man City uh, fade last week that, uh, well, we sent him on assignment back to Europe to do a little research. So, you know, how's Europe, uh, Bruce? Where are you at, buddy? Hola, Senor James. I'm in uh, Cordoba, Spain right now uh, at my wife's cousin's hotel, uh, Hotel Avaroy. So that's where I am now. And I I came here from London this morning. We came through London to here. So I, I did get to pick up the... Daily Telegraph and read about the Prem on the way in, but yeah, it's all here. I'll you know I'll be here for a couple of weeks, so that's. Uh, but thanks to this, we can. Uh, it's just like I'm uh, where I normally am in Las Vegas. I'm telling, unbelievable, man. It's yeah. uh, pretty good stuff. One of the one of the positives out of the pandemic, huh? Yes. I mean that we we it were forced us to be more mobile. Uh, no no question about that. Bruce, let's get to this game uh, with the uh, Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics right now. Bet Rivers, the odds makers in some bookmakers quotes. Yes, we finally have gotten off of our regular season power ratings. It was time uh, after Sunday. Embarrassing. Um, I'm not. I, I, I'm not being uh, original when it comes to embarrassing. It is. Everybody who looked at that game had uh, nothing, no other way to describe it. But here's a team where the biggest spot, the biggest back spot in the NBA playoffs, higher seed, ver- uh, loses game one. They bounce back with 7-1 and one this year uh, against the spread, 8-0 and no, uh, straight up. They get beat and really didn't challenge Miami Heat on Friday night. And so uh, the public came in again on them, driving it from two and a half to four and a half, some places five, and they were never in it. So now they switched it to, to Miami Heat as a favorite. One and a half, 217 Celtics still getting a little backing here, Bruce. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, um, I haven't seen a no moss like that. And I turned the lights out here on me when I started talking. There we go. Okay, talk about the Celtics again. That's no moss since Roberto Duran against Sugar Ray Leonard, November of 80 at the Superdome in New Orleans. I mean, that was a no moss on Sunday. They, they were emasculated by uh, the heat. They didn't compete. All the complaining, Charles Barkley and others, uh, he was right. I mean, it was embarrassing. Um, and it probably could have been worse. Uh, they just stopped competing. And this, this looks like a dysfunctional operation right now for Boston. And it happened really quick. 
Malcolm Brogdon said as much after game three. He said something is really wrong now with our mojo. I, I, I don't, you know, I think some of the things are coming home to roost with Miami, and we've talked about them before in the playoffs. You talked about them last week. Joe Mazzula, some of his strategy during the game, some of his personnel moves, some of the, you know, strat- I mean, not calling timeouts when a lot of coaches would have. That's all mm-hmm. sort of working against them now. More than that, though, I mean, the offense, it's just a lot of isolation stuff with Jason Tatum letting him try to go to work. Miami and Eric Spoolster are really pinning uh, Boston to the wall here strategically. Mostly, a lot of it's been happening on defense, although the scoring has been kind of up. Um, Miami's zone defense has really taken Boston out of what it wants to do. They're literally giving the Celtics mid-range shots, which they're not taking. They're still, you know, hell-bent to take these threes. Tatum and Jalen Brown together, 7 of 40 from beyond the arc. It's not too good. But the other way, all the others that Shaq likes to say have come up, and, and it doesn't have to be Jimmy Butler here. I mean, we've had Gabe Vincent come up with big games in this series, Max Struess, uh, Caleb Martin, Kyle Lowry, uh, uh, Duncan Robinson the other day. Uh, I mean, Jimmy wasn't even, I think the four, he was the fourth top scorer on Sunday. I think this series is over. I don't think it's going to go past tonight. I mean, you talk about one team that's got everything going and one, the other one, uh, it's off the rails right now for Boston. Miami ends this thing tonight, I believe. One other note, though, the totals in this series, uh, each game has gone over, so that's been as almost that's been as strong as the Heat, and those trends go back a bit further for these teams. Uh, Twelve and three last fifteen for Miami, eleven and three last fourteen for Boston, uh, and the totals in that same range tonight in the mid two teens, probably not high enough, but I think a stronger vote on Miami at that price. I, I expect them to win this game uh, handily tonight. But 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 Bruce. Um... This game went over because it went as garbage time, and they scored seventy-four point uh, four points in the uh, fourth quarter. Uh, an all-star game broke out. When it get, turns into a blowout, they just kind of quit playing defense, and the scoring goes up. That uh, you you don't discount that fact. I mean that 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 this was going under until you know they emptied the benches and uh, had that seventy-four point fourth quarter combined. Well, that's real though, um, because that stuff happens, and it could certainly happen again. And there had been trending over both these teams before that. Um, I don't think it's as strong a pick as the Miami side tonight. Uh, but that stuff happens. And um, and oftentimes in blowouts, the games really slow down, too. I just think Boston, that was a complete um, liquidation on, uh, on on Sunday. And their defense, how many open looks does, is Miami going to get in this series and the way they're shooting? Yeah. I think they're going to score enough to get it over. and uh, But that one and a half looks like a real bargain on the side. I think that would be my top preference, though. Once the college basketball ended and I started zeroing in on the NBA, that's the one thing that I was like, oh, w- w- what happened to this team's defense? Yeah. They were built on defense last year. They were so good defensively. And not just because Marcus Smart won an award. I think that award was um, a byproduct of their team defense and how good they were. And they're, they're – uh, their team success as well. Speaking of fourth quarters, best player. Well, I mean, game seven, we saw uh, Jason Tatum drop 51, right? Remember that last shot to, well, that's the last shot. He's made a bucket in the fourth quarter. He is over in three games, a zero, zero, zero in the fourth quarter in these three games. Not a good sign. 
Uh, so uh, I, I'm on. Uh, yeah, I, I said yesterday on my quick picks that I was on Miami as well. I've seen. I understand value and things like that, but there's too much that I've seen that I, I know Miami is going to be ready to play. I know that. I know that they have not lost at home uh, in the postseason right. against as good, if not better, a team like Milwaukee. Uh, the Knicks who threw out some good efforts at uh, times uh, in that series as well. Let's move on to the ice. Uh, we got one game tonight. Stars a dollar forty-eight and five and a half over LVK. Finally, we had a game that did not go to overtime. The overtime players were cashing in at an alarming rate, four for four until last night. Boy, that um, that uh, that Florida goal, goalie too, huh? My. Goodness, how many consecutive shots has he stopped? It's unbelievable. Well, we go to Dallas here. Dallas, 148-5.5 over LVK. Yeah, and uh, all these these are all one-goal games. That was another one-goal game last night with the uh, the Panthers and the Canes uh, and two overtimes. Uh, and, boy, I'll tell you, that's Sunday, the game, too. You know, we talked about a little bit about this and when we were talking about the Lakers and Nuggets last week, uh, Jimmy, that when they blew, uh, the Lakers had a chance to steal one in game two, didn't. Um, and that sort of set the tone for the rest of the series. That might be Dallas's fate here, too. They really had that game, too, in their back pocket, but that's what happens when you get sloppy and you don't clear the puck out of your own zone coming up on three, two and a half, two minutes. Bad things can happen, and you saw that giveaway there. There's Marsha Show to put it in. All of a sudden, we're into overtime, and the Golden Knights have ended the overtimes quickly. Uh, the last couple of games. But there's such a razor thin here between these two sides. My thought is Dallas is going to bounce back. Ottinger has still been solid enough in goal. Dallas has been in position to win these first two games. And I know all these other series, whether it be the NBA or NHL now, they all look they're en route to sweeps. I guess this one could possibly be as well, but I don't think so. These teams are so evenly matched. I still think Ottinger has an edge in goal of Raiden Hill, although Hill has continued to play pretty well. And Vegas seems to keep finding guys coming up uh, scoring, whether it be Stevenson, whether it be Marshall Show. Marshall's having a great playoffs. In fact, he might be their candidate for the uh, Conn Smythe if Vegas keeps going. But I don't think Dallas is done yet. Uh, they've been very tough with their backs to the wall. Ottinger's record after a loss is extremely good. Now, that was a fluky thing that happened, I still think, at the end of the game on Sunday. I would look for Dallas to bounce back tonight. I'm not thrilled laying that big of a price. But that's what I've got, and I'm really scared to go on a puck line here because all these games are ending up by one goal. Uh, but I, I think Dallas is going to win, and I would lay that 148 tonight. All right, the Red Hot St. Louis Cardinals moving on to the Major League Baseball. This is an early start, 640 Eastern uh, first pitch uh, in Cincinnati. Cincinnati wins in extra innings last night on the sacrifice fly. Adam Wainwright, $1.37 and 10 uh, on the road at Cincinnati against the Reds and Ashcraft. But Bruce, you're more interested in this run line on the road, uh, picking up, what, uh, 47 cents on the juice. You like minus one and a half, plus 110 with the, uh, with the Redbirds. Yeah, this is one of these, and you've talked about it too, Jimmy. You like these road teams with a lot of offense, getting that, you know they got the extra bat in the ninth inning. Uh, St. Louis is still 111 of 15. That was a very that was an uplifting weekend against the Dodgers, except for that game against Gonsolin. The offense was really cooking. Uh, 18, uh, 16 runs on Thursday. After 18, a few days before that against the Brewers, 10 on uh, Sunday, six on Saturday, uh, and even last night they scored five runs. I mean, I can see a little bit of a letdown maybe after the uh, Dodgers series and that high, but the offense is now in gear, and I think that's pretty well 
established over this this win streak here. Arenado's been been swinging a hot bat, and not just him; everybody else seems to as well. And like I mentioned, they're scoring a lot of runs. Now Wainwright had been struggling prior to his last start um, against the Dodgers, and he wasn't overwhelming, but it was good enough. And I think at this stage, Jimmy, we're looking at Wainwright probably being a five inning or so pitcher. Um, yeah. And, and Ali Marmol's going to probably have to go to the bullpen, but. St. Louis's bullpen is capable enough to do that, and that was it was an overwhelming effort by Wainwright, but it was good enough to get the Cardinals in position to win against the Dodgers. The other thing here in this game, though, Ashcraft, you mentioned him the other way. Look at his stats the last three games. His ERA is over 14. Uh, he has not only been hit, he has been hit extremely hard. His whip is up there near three in those three games, so he has been getting hit hard. That's a bad combination for the Reds. A really struggling pitcher going against an offense that has been the hottest in the National League the last two weeks. So, uh, this is a spot I think we can bounce back with the Cardinals tonight on the run line. I do it. Uh, they're going to score some runs. I might even look at the over perhaps as well, although that's up there. Run total was about you know ten, ten and a half when I checked before. But let's stick on the run line here with uh, Wainwright bouncing back from last night for the Cardinals to score a lot of runs against Ashcraft this evening. Yeah, the total is ten. The total is 10 right now, uh, updated line uh, at Bet Rivers, so uh, a fa- more favorable uh, line than you were uh, just quoting. All right, let's go to Atlanta. Atlanta jumped out on top, on top four to nothing against a second-time starter with Morton, but Morton had his worst outing of the season. Uh, he's been usually very dependable, but not the case as the Braves blow a four-run lead and lose 8-6. to six. Strider's on the mound tonight. The odds makers respect him. Why? Well, he's in a historic uh, strikeout to nine innings pitched uh, rate. 86 strikeouts in 46 and a thirds innings pitched for the hard-throwing right-hander. Dollar 86 and eight. The run line is minus one and a half plus 104 against first-time starter Bobby Miller for the Dodgers. 29th pick in last year's draft out of Louisville uh, in 2022 draft. Yeah, Miller is uh, maybe one of these guys. Uh, and last night, you know, Gavin, that was another – a fellow the Dodgers just called back up last night because they've got some injury problems in the rotation now. They've just had to put uh, uh, Dustin May and Urias on the injured list uh, since the weekend. So they've had to call up these guys from Oklahoma City. Bobby Miller, yeah, he's pretty touted. He wasn't doing all that great at Oklahoma City, though. His numbers aren't that great. ERA nearly six uh, thus far uh, for Oak City in AAA. And it's he's sort of an emergency call up here tonight. And uh, last night, uh, it wasn't Dodger pitching last night. It wasn't Gavin that was doing it. It was uh, the Dodger bats that got to Morton. I doubt they're going to get to Strider uh, the way they did Morton last night. Uh, He's off not his greatest effort, but like you say, he's on this strikeout pace that's kind of historic. We know the Braves can score some runs. They did last night. They just fell short. And uh, this is a tough assignment for Miller to make. Uh, his debut here, especially since, like I said, he wasn't pitching that well in AAA. Braves bounce back. Strider, I'll do it on the run line here, get a little bit of a plus price. We know they have the offense to do it, and I think they might jump on Miller tonight and give Strider a nice cushion. No, how young he, uh, how young he is, what they have invested, and his numbers in AAA. No, this is a this is a necessity move. Then just a, they, they would rather not to uh, you know, bring him up uh, at, at this point, let him develop a little bit more confidence uh, early on, the young uh, first-rounder out of Louisville. So uh, the Atlanta Braves, a big advantage tonight on the hill 
uh, with Schrader going against the first-time starter Bobby Miller, who has not been that great uh, in AAA. All right, Seattle and Oakland, uh, death taxes, and the Oakland A's fade the A's on the run line. It's happening again, uh, but a need a bounce-back spot for Seattle's Marco Gonzalez gave up eight earned runs in the, just over an inning pitch in Fenway last Wednesday night, Bruce. 220-9 and nine against the A's. The run line is minus one and a half, minus 103 at Bet Rivers. Right yeah, um, Marco's had a couple of outings this year, and that was really bad uh, last week in Boston. But his whole, his ERA and his whip and everything else, else has been distorted. Uh, the wrong way by just a couple of these starts. Most of the time, he hasn't pitched nearly that bad. His ERA is over six. But when you give up eight runs in just an inning and a third, I guess like the last start, that's going to damage that. But he hasn't been that bad for most of his starts. And he's not playing the Red Sox here. He's playing the A's. The A's. Okay. Um, uh, they're, they're talking about moral victories now. You know, I mean, this is uh, – this is like Have Vanderbilt. The A's broadcast. Yes, I mean, all season long, it just hadn't started, but they're doing memory lane, just great memories yes. of the uh, Coliseum and and things like that. Yes. So, and, and by the way, uh, Ken Korak and Vince Catronio on the radio call should get an award because they're they're trying to keep this thing interesting, and I, I tip my hat to those guys. But at ten and thirty nine, Jimmy, they are several lengths behind the pace of the sixty two Mets, who got to forty wins. And 120, they, they missed two games that year. They, they never, they didn't make up either. But right now, the A's are on about a 32-win pace, um, and they're going to have to pick up the pace. And like I said, they're talking about moral victories now. You know, when you lose a game by two runs, it's good. They had a couple of those. They got some better pitching over the weekend. Medina goes tonight, and he actually didn't pitch too bad last week against Colorado in his last start. But that was another one of those games. In his six innings, he pitched decently, but the bullpen again leaked. And um, the Diamondbacks won that game 5-3. to three. Another multi-run win against the A's. That's now 14 of their last 15 losses have been by more than one run. They did get a one-run loss in there on the weekend against the Astros, but that's still been the way to look here against the A's. The run line against them has been cashing most of the season. We know the Mariners have offense. They put 11 runs up last night. You're going to get in the A's bullpen at some point tonight, maybe several relievers and a lot of chances for Seattle to score. So, uh, I mean, it's sort of a, a default move here. Seattle run line, or make that more specific against Oakland on the run line, and that's what we'll do with Gonzalez tonight. You know, Bruce, when you grow up in uh, West Fargo, North Dakota, it's kind of hard to get noticed playing baseball. Not exactly a baseball hotbed. Certainly geographically challenged. So what do you do? You have to go to Neosho Community College, Neosho County Community College in Kansas, get drafted in the 21st round and here you go but maybe a diamond in the rough for the philadelphia phillies and they're never going to turn their their nose up to pitching uh, matt strom uh four and three all right 2.73 all right good 0.97 whip very good this guy is quietly doing something, you know, not the much ballyhooed, but here he is against Arizona in a bounce-back spot. It's another one of those 640 Eastern starts um, on the uh, East Coast. 152 at 9.5 uh, is the money line at Bet Rivers. Minus 1.5, minus 105 is the money line. Yeah, I mean that. The, the, or the run line, rather. I'm sorry. The run line, yeah, minus 105. The, the money line's getting up there a little bit more. I think a lot of the market sees what you said about Strom. Uh, he's back in the rotation here. Rob Thompson pulled him out of the rotation for a couple of weeks there after he really got hurt, hit hard 
uh, at Chavez Ravine against the Dodgers earlier in May. So his last few outings have been out of the bullpen. But even before he got hit hard by the Dodgers, he wasn't doing that badly. You mentioned his ERA, it's slightly under three at 297. Not been that bad. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of surprised they waited that long to put him back in the rotation. Um, the Phillies stirred a little bit over the weekend. They won those last two against the Cubs. I uh, did lose last night, but I think they can bounce back here tonight. One, like you mentioned, Strom's numbers have been pretty good. Two, Ryan Nelson the other way for the for the D-backs. Um, his efforts, yeah, he pitched okay last week in his last start. Oakland again, so we don't want to get carried away with that. Prior to that, he's been very shaky uh, since uh, since starting the season. He had, right the first week, he looked pretty good, and then he had some trouble after that. So my question here is, do I want to go run line with the with the Phils or go it on just the money line here? I think I do the run line. I, I, this offense has got enough. I think they're going to hit uh, Nelson hard, um, and they're going to uh, – Strom will hand a lead off to his bullpen, and I think that's the way I'm going to look at this now that the prices have moved around a bit. Run line, not bad. I think they are going to win this thing by more than a run tonight for the Yeah, that's, that's the thing with Strom. So uh, four straight short outings uh, since he uh, uh, got roughed up uh, in Dodger Stadium where he gave up four and runs and three and a third innings pitch. Uh, but four scoreless, you know, shutout. Uh, you know, two against Boston, one against uh, Colorado in Coors Field, uh, two and a third at San Francisco, one against Chicago. Do you keep him in that capacity or do you try and stretch him out again? So that's a delicate balance uh, with him. But um, he is um, – he's – he's uh, – you know, he's a, a, a nice find for the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, to say the least. Anything else, Bruce, that you're looking at on the diamond tonight? Yeah, a couple of uh, totals here. I mean, with uh, and on the underside, the White Sox. Call them the Under Sox now. Uh, nine and, uh, five straight unders, nine and two, last 11 going under. Dylan Cease off of one of his best starts of the season. His last two starts, he's actually been pretty good, gone six and six and a third in both of those, um, only three in runs total. So he looks like he's getting back into groove. And and, and look at, at the White Sox, some of the pitching lately. Now, it was just the Royals over the weekend. Kansas City only scored three runs in that entire series over the weekend that the Chai Sox swept. Three-nothing loser last night against Cleveland. But, uh, again, the pitching has been awfully good, and Cease has been part of that. Uh, the total here... I could look under. Logan Allen has also been okay the other way for, for Cleveland. I mean, his ERA is just right about 3, 304. He's been steady. He usually gets five or six pretty decent innings. Uh, Cleveland under 16 and 8 its last 24 total decisions. So they're trending under, and White Sox definitely the last two weeks have been trending under. And we're looking, uh, I looked, this last I looked was eight and a half here, Jimmy. It's eight. It's uh, eight, eight, eight right now. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think this is a 3 2, 4 2 sort of game and lower scoring, and that's just been the way it's been going. So Even I, money at Bet Rivers at eight. I would look at that under. One other one, maybe on the Texas uh, Pittsburgh last night, uh, went over, but I think now this one I think is eight and a half for tonight. Um, it's Evaldi, moved to eight also. Eight as well. Um, okay. Evaldi's numbers have been really good. Um, now, they, he finally gave up a run. Uh, a couple against the Braves last week, 29 and two thirds scoreless before that one, six, one ERA his last six starts back into mid April. Um, and he's been tough to hit. I don't think the pirates are going to do much business. Rich Hill though, is keeping Pittsburgh in the games. He's usually giving them a quality start for Derek Shelton. He's good for six innings. Most nights out. Uh, and last night, uh, a few more runs than we thought. I thought that was an under last night. Eovaldi, the way he's been pitching, I think Pittsburgh's going to have a lot of trouble tonight. So I'd look under eight runs in this one tonight as well at PNC Park. 
All right, Bruce. Can uh, with with this line in the uh, in the Champions Cup, can we bet this thing? The Champions League. I'm, I, if anything, I might be looking at Inter Milan on the spread because uh, okay. they're 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 making they're making it really pay through the nose here. If you want Man City, they're an overwhelming favorite, and Coronation is starting. They just won so did the Prem last weekend. Uh, next week they'll have the FA Cup final against United, and then. Um, comes the Champions League the following Saturday. Interesting, because uh, some stories reading in, in London this morning coming flying through uh, and last night. Um, you know, th- 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 there's a con- lot of controversy around Man City. They've still got over 100 infractions the Prem League is looking at over the past decade. Uh, none for this current team, and it's a marvelous team we know, and Guardiola is the perfect manager and all that. But there's a real stench around Man City and some of the financial irregularities that the Prem says, you know, and they may not be judged for a couple of years on this. They also remember Manchester City almost wasn't able to participate in this in the Champions League. They were going to, because of, again, financial irregularities from UEFA made an about face on that. But there's a little cloud behind Man City here. And that's why a lot of people are a little bit reluctant to embrace them that much. They're not all that well loved in England, except by their core uh, fans. And they're awfully good. Uh, so that's just another sidelight to look at. But uh, they're making it hard on that price, though, to take Manchester City. Um, I, and Inter might be able to we'll, – we'll talk about this more leading up to the match. But at the moment, I might think about uh, Inter on the spread possibly, uh, keeping this thing interesting. Okay, here are the, here are the spreads at Bet Rivers. Inter is plus one, is uh, plus 120, plus one and a half is minus 148. Uh, one and a half is interesting, although remember – um, it plus one if they can these pay out on ninety minutes. So if if Inter can push this thing into into overtime into extra time uh, after right. ninety minutes, you cash. If you're plus one goal, plus one and a half, you would as well. But uh, we'll decide in the next week or so how we want to go with that. But I think that's the way I would look, and we'll get more into the tactics about this matchup uh, coming up in the next two weeks too. There's a lot of people in Europe who think maybe Inter has the saucer to keep uh, keep Man City on its heels a bit. And like I said, last year Real Madrid, year before that it was Chelsea, it was Lyon before that, it was Tottenham before that. Somewhere along the line, Man City, Guardiola's Man City, has found a banana peel in the Champions League and they've been favored every year. This team looks like it's a team for the ages. Perhaps it won't apply to them, but that is something historically we've got to remember about Man City in the Champions League. And in closing day in the Premier League, so uh, avoiding regulation or secured avoid of regula- avoiding regulation and also get your uh, sports book ready. I mean, it is the shotgun start. I mean, everybody plays at once, which is kind of fun. Uh, in, no matter what, uh, what's your level of interest in soccer, that's pretty cool watching all of them go at once with a lot, a lot of different action. Watch at the bottom of the table because the relegation battle, Everton is playing Burnhamth this week. I would never recommend laying that sort of a price with Everton. It's around minus two, 200. But uh, they need a win lets Everton survive. Burnhamth has pulled back since it, uh, it reached safety uh, at the start of the month. Three games in a row they haven't won. They've only scored one goal. They've nailed it in for the season. They're already safe. I might do Everton there. I also might do Crystal Palace this week, uh, sitting in mid-table. They want to finish ahead of Chelsea. Uh, their London side would be big for them. They catch Nottingham Forest after Forest secured first top-flight status for next year. Great job by Steve Cooper. But it all happened at home 
they only have seven of a possible 54 points on the road, Forest, and they go down to London to Selhurst Park to play Palace. Last I looked, about 135 or so you're laying with Crystal Palace. Uh, if any team's going to be celebrating this weekend and be flat, it's going to be Nottingham Forest. So I'd look the other way with Palace on Sunday. Ten games all at once at 11.30 Eastern on a Sunday. Everton right now, Bet Rivers minus 210. Crystal Palace is minus 130. There's all sorts of ways, of, all sorts of betting options on these uh, games. Uh, to, for instance, uh, Man U and Fulham on that day, 285 betting options. Leeds and Tottenham, 270 betting options. Arsenal Wolves, 274 betting options. I like to bet the board on Tuesday, but... Put, pump the brakes, Brucey. We're not betting every option. We're not going to walk away with 20, uh, 27,000 bets on. But yeah. you can get very creative. That is the yes. point. Every Tuesday, we uh, bet the board with Bruce Marshall a little bit of everything. Glad you arrived safely, sir. Have fun. I know that you will. Uh, of course, you can give us a little adios uh, in espanol. I know that you like to do that. So uh, ha- have fun, man, and we will see you next week. Buenas noches. Mar- there you go. For Bruce Marshall, executive editor of the Gold Sheet, I'm Jimmy Ott here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.